You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about meat puppets too in the room i have rob yeah and solange howdy and on the line i have kyle hiya buddy meat puppets 2 is the second album by the phoenix arizona band the meat puppets released 1984 the label is sst the producer was spot and the genre is cow punk psychedelic rock i'm gonna read from all musical review mark deming A year and a half separated the Meat Puppets' first and second albums, and that time made all the difference in the world. Sounding uncertain and fidgety on the debut, that they had clearly found their groove. And 1983's Meat Puppets 2 was not just a quantum leap over the earlier recordings. It defined the parameters of their sonic landscape and is still just regarded as their finest work. The Meat Puppets' earliest material found them trying to reconcile their obvious love of country and psychedelic rock while bashing away at hardcore tempos. But on Meat Puppets 2, they relaxed a bit and leaned in to let each song follow its own lead. And the jolly irony was that as they became more comfortable with their eclecticism, they also created a more unified approach that flattered the instrumentational skills of guitars Kurt Kirkwood and bassist Chris Kirkwood and drummer Derek Bostrom, as well as the group's songwriting. The speedy chicken picking on Magic Toy Missing, the punky roar of Split Myself in Two, the languid noise of Lake of Fire, and the relaxed, spaced out groove of Aurora Borealis may have had much in common on the surface, but the group's sense of stoned, sunny wondered permeated them all and Kurt's stellar guitar work and spaced out vocals were a massive improvement over the blunt and yet mushy attack on the first album. Although Meat Puppets 2 was long away from slick, Spot's slightly more precise production and engineering gave the album a roomier, more approachable sound, and Kurt's uh, palette of guitar overdubs allowed this to stumble gracefully in between Uh, vintage hard rock and neo-grateful dead influences it would take kurt cobain's endorsement of the album almost 10 years after the fact to alert the mainstream to the importance of the meat puppets too but the album's playful trippiness was a welcome blow against the hegemony hegemony i've never heard that word in my life i had to use it a lot in debate that's how i know what it is what the hell does it mean um I don't remember, but it's it's hegemony because we used to shorten it to hedge. It's hegemony. Cool. Uh, welcome blow against the hegemony of the nascent indie rock scene, and decades later, its energetic charm and insights remain a delight. All right, what do we think of Meat Puppets 2? God. First I love listen. 
Really? Holy smokes. I have been missing what? out. You've never listened to the Meat Puppets? Nope. You have never listened to the Meat Puppets? Nope. I've listened to uh, Too High to Die. Oh, that's a, oh no, that's not even my Same. favorite. Same. Wait, what? what? That was my <laughs> intro. What the fuck, y'all? Yeah. This is like one of my favorite bands of all time, the Meat Puppets. Like, really? they're straight up one that's of my awesome. Oh my God, this is on Spotify. They do the, you know, people you've listened to all year. Do you want to know who my band of the decade was for the last decade? Sure. It was the fucking Meat Puppets, because I've listened to them <laughs> so much that an algorithm said that they are my number one played band for like 10 years. And I believe it, honestly. Really? I love this band. Yeah, I specifically actually uh, signed up for this session to actually talk about this album. Can can you explain to Kyle Cowpunk? Because he doesn't believe it's a real thing. I really wanted to talk about this. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, did it, say, did it really say Cowpunk in the book? Or are you fucking with me? No, no. It's, I mean, Wikipedia says thing. says Cowpunk. Yeah, it's a real Solange thing. Solange says it's a real okay, thing. Okay, so it's not in the book. It's, it's a on real... Wikipedia. Did you edit the Wikipedia? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, Cowpunk to me, and this might be a really controversial statement, but Cowpunk to me is something that is uh, kind of like funk metal where there's not many pure examples of what it is so there's not like a lot that you could go off of because i on and i don't i i would i only describe meat puppets as cow punk because there's nothing that to me sounds like the meat puppets and there's nothing that to me captures cow punk like the meat puppets because there's a lot of country licks and a lot of punk licks but it's not to me pure country pure punk does that make sense yeah i suppose <laughs> it sounds like you're still like, mm, sounds fake, but okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is it? Uh, no, let's, let's move on. I'm going to be stuck on this. <laughs> no, it's a, you and I can continue this discussion later. Um, yeah, I just, I, this is actually not even my favorite Meat Puppets album. I, I like this one, but it's not my Which favorite. Which one? Oh, yeah. I get really torn between uh, Mirage and Up on the Sun. Okay. And I love, I love both of those. And I, I, I can't pick one. It's like, and I like this one a lot too, but I can't pick one between the two. Actually, actually, Meat Puppets is who got me into ZZ Top. Uh, cool. Yeah, because I like the Meat Puppets so much. I read that um, Wavos, their fifth album, I think it's their fifth album, uh, is heavily influenced by ZZ Top. So I was like, oh my god, if the Meat Puppets like ZZ Top, mm-hmm. I would like ZZ Top, and I actually prefer uh, Eliminator to Wavos, the Meat Puppets album that is influenced by Eliminator. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I have Very a lot of feelings about the meat puppets. <laughs> Sorry. The guitar work is incredible. It's it's weird. It's unreal. Mm-hmm. Well, I find yeah. it well it, the, the the choices. Yeah. Like the chord changes are fucking weird. Yeah. And he's really good at picking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it but it's it, just a little bit of slop. I was wondering that too. It's it it feels so happen like happens he he just kind of yeah like slops it up but you can tell he's really proficient yeah it's just an yeah. active choice to to not play that way so it's interesting it's a pavement uh i, I got feelings of pavement mm. where i'm like i know you guys know how to play your instruments but you're obviously not playing them in a w- in a way to evoke a feeling and I don't know how I feel about that because half the time I, I, I was thinking, wait, are they doing that or not doing that? 
Like, I, I didn't listen to their first record, but from what I can understand, it's just a hardcore record. Yeah, it's yeah. It's totally different from this. Yeah, it's like it's a hard, hardcore thrash. different, yeah. yeah. Thrashy stuff. And then to come out with this on, like, the, the second go, like, so just trying to, like, understand, like, their, like, their, their, their base influence through punk and then back to, oh, like, what, yeah. what, the, what they're, like, into. Like, what they originally were listening yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense to me because it's like, okay, we did the punk thing. We're not doing that anymore. Let's just do our own thing. Yeah. It's a, what a, I th- feel like a lot of new wave bands got there. And obviously not new wave, but I feel like a lot of new wave bands were like, oh, we'll try the punk thing. Oh, no. I mean, that's a cool experiment. And then it, it's like evolved. It has to evolve. Yeah. Re- re- I mean, punk was literally, what, six months. And then people yeah. are like, oh, we're not, pl- we're doing something else. Yeah. Re- replacements with uh, Sorry Ma. Yeah. And uh, whatever that other hardcore record they put out. It's kind of like almost uh, like the Bakersfield sound where it's like that very yeah. different kind of country. Because I just thought of that where you're like new wave, new wave people are like, oh, we're going to do the punk thing. And that's kind of like how I feel like Meat Puppets really like because I've listened to their first album. I actually don't like it. I think it's really like not indicative of their talents as musicians and their catalog only expands like their talent because like to me this is their most uh their most like i guess sort of cow punky country-ish album uh and mirage is really more like experimental in a lot of ways but not experimental like unlistenable like experimental like the guitar work is really fascinating and then up on the sun is more like jammy cow punky. It's like they really kind of oscillate in a lot of ways, which I think is a really interesting track. But this is the only album we get from them in the book, right? Is my understanding. Yeah. So I was wondering how you felt about that. Is that, does it make sense? No, because I think up on the sun should also be in this book. But is this, I feel like this book has a tendency to go back to the, you know, quote unquote originator or mm. quote unquote most like the, the yeah, uh, most like indi- breakout, the most, most indicative yeah. or uh, influential influential. I would say yes, because they bring up Kurt Cobain, which I, I don't know how much you guys know about the unplugged set sure. because yeah. he actually had to get one of the Kirkwoods to come in and like do the guitar work for all the covers he does. That's actually how I got into the meat puppets was from that particular uh, like unplugged set is I didn't know that those were all covers. And then I just stumbled upon two at like a friend's house in college. And I was like, wait a minute, these are not Kurt Cobain songs. So then I took it home and listened to it. I'm like, Oh shit. Um, but yeah, like Kurt Cobain couldn't do it. And so he had to get a Kirkwood to come in and do it for him. Yeah. Which, he, had, he had both of them come up, right? Yeah. I th- I don't remember if it, yeah, was, it was both the brothers. Okay. Yeah. He, he had to get them to come and do it. Cause he just straight up couldn't do it. Yeah. You or, know? or maybe he wanted to, invite maybe get, get them paid dollars yeah yeah I mean, they probably needed the money they had some problems going i thought on. that was really cool that you know 1993 he's playing mtv unplugged session and he in, invited both the brothers up to perform with them and you can clearly hear like uh kurt like singing them and it has a really interesting take i mean yeah. it's it's cool to hear yeah. uh Oh, me, was it Lake of Fire? And Plateau. Plateau. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. actually a couple of these. I prefer the cover to the actual Meat Puppets song. Like, I prefer Meat Puppets, Oh, Me, and I prefer Meat Puppets, Plateau. But I think Kurt Cobain's more subdued Lake of Fire is like, I prefer that one. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that one. But, yeah. I, I always love to, because 
I didn't at first I, I didn't know exactly what was going on and then Kurt was like meat puppets or whatever like he on, says that's a meat puppet song yeah yeah he like oh no they he says, he says these are our brothers the meat puppets yeah he says uh, that but then after they leave they, they say fucking Nirvana like <laughs> they're just like yeah we did it <laughs> we're on TV like the most popular I mean, they, band at the time they had music videos but you know I guess like this but, wasn't what was blowing up on no. TV. That's the thing I think is also cool about the Meat Puppets is, um, especially like those three albums I brought up, Mirage, Two, and Up on the Sun. They, um, it's shocking when you know that they're from like '83 to like '87. It's like when I found out Edie Brickell came out in '87. I'm like, what the f- what? It's like you think that these albums, like they sound like ten years older to me at least, you know. And that's the same thing with a uh, the band that. Ben really likes. Um, CC Top? No, uh, <laughs> you know, Blister. V, v, violent Femmes. Violent Femmes, yeah. Yeah, it's like that. It's kind of like they, they have the same thing as Violent Femmes where it's like, this should be later to me almost. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like we're getting the. There's a lot more popular bands that happen 10 years, 15 years later. Yeah. yeah. Show hosts are planted in the sand to beautify the foothills and shake the many hands. There's nothing on the top but a bucket and a mop and an illustrated book about birds. You see a lot up there, but don't be scared. Who needs action when you've got words? Is this the only good thing to come out of Phoenix, Arizona? Uh, no, the wipers. Ooh. The wipers, yes. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah, thank you, Kyle. Thank you. You're welcome. I always thought they were from Seattle. That's a my bad. Yeah, uh, like you, Birch, the first uh, Meat Puppets record I got was my 15th birthday. I got Too High to Die. Because mm-hmm. um, that was, you know, they put that out right after the Unplugged show. And uh, I was at somebody's house, uh, like my freshman year, and I heard they put on Meat Puppets too, And I was like, this is weird and like never listened to it again <laughs> for 25 years. Um, so I, I kind of feel like an asshole. I mean, that was like the first time I heard Brainiac in high school. I was like, do these guys know how to play guitar? You know, like, <laughs> um, but listening to it again, like, Ooh, I've listened to this record several times. I love it. It's one of those cool records. that's like funny and smart, sincere, but also ironic. And the vocals are, are very distinct. I was trying to think of like another singer who sounded like this. And I thought of the lead singer of King Missile. Yes, he does. John S. Hall. That is a really yeah. good comparison. Yeah. Although, does he really sing? He's really more of like, to me, like a spoken word poet, you know? Well, he, he sings on sing. some songs. He does sing. Yeah. He either Martin does the spoken word or. Song, yeah. 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 That and like pigs will fly and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, no, that's a really good one. What about, um, no, well, kind of like, Dead Milkmen for me too. Sure, almost sure. has like the same thing going on. Yeah. Are they cow punk? No, uh, they, they, they are punk rock. I, There's I, a cow on the I cover of their album. Some, <laughs> sometimes they're cow punk. <laughs> they could have. They, they lean a little bit that way. Yeah, they. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, for me too. Sometimes I hear like we're listening to New Gods right now, yeah. and I'm kind of like. Could have been Dinosaur Junior. No, but Dinosaur would have. They would have just done a shredding solo. And it would have been a melodic shredding solo. I just, 
I don't know. For sometimes the songs don't hit for me, and I think that's that's kind of I feel like their style for me mm-hmm. is is a they just are gonna have songs that don't feel as as strong. It also feels like they have a couple different styles. I mean, obviously, oh me like a fire, and the ones that you know they played on that unplugged, it does feel quite different than yeah. the other songs on the album, which is a little shocking to to hear all of those next to each other mm-hmm. because it feels like they they have this country influence and then they have almost this folky slow influence for with a sort of like a punk attitude. Yeah. Which I think it's so I feel interesting. Like it makes the album flow. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I like how uh, New Gods flows into Omi. Omi is actually probably with Plateau, like my two favorite songs. And Aurora Boreal. Now I'm just going to, I'm like, I'm not like, and I list all the songs. <laughs> there, that's my favorite song. But I like Omi a lot. And I think it's a good, uh, compare. it's a good companion to like New Gods. And you So, know. okay, I hear what you're saying. So you're saying it has that thrash element and then all of a sudden it's like, stop and slow down and and think more about the lyrics and mm -hmm. okay yeah and they do that on mirage too actually mirage has a lot of um like companion pieces that's you know it starts out really like brash and then it goes into like more of a um sort of slow lyrical song um i think they kind of i feel like they kind of do that a lot in their like in these like three middle 80s albums okay yeah I think it's interesting to compare them to bands, though, like um, like Dinosaur Jr. or like Pavement, which to me, I don't know, again, it's like I can't think of something that's really similar to the Meat Puppets. I think when you said Grateful Dead, I was like, oh. They said that early on that was a big yeah. influence for them. Early Birds and mm-hmm. Grateful Dead and that psychedelic rock. Yeah. They were really into that. Yeah, very Working Man's Dead, which and, I kind of really like. And obviously Country. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were their yeah. influence. They grew up on Country. Yeah. Um, Kurt, kind of Warren Zevon, if you think about it sure. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kurt said, my brother and I were from Texas originally. We grew up around horse the horse track in Phoenix because our parents raised horses. All their friends were cowboys or horse people, jockeys and ranchers and farmers, and they all listened to country. So mm. that's where they got that, the country vibe. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe when I read that they went on tour with Stone Temple Pilots and how crazy that drug party must have been because oh. they were... They have problems. They didn't play there. for a long time because they have some, like, issues. Big problems. Yeah, like, big Like, they didn't play live for, like, many, many years. And they just recently started going on tour again. And they don't do very long or yeah. very, like, they don't do long, nor do they do very, like, wide tours. Yeah. It's always, like, really concentrated geographically. I missed them when they were in Chicago Regional. last yeah, it's regional. I, they came to Chicago a few years ago, and I couldn't go for some reason, and it, like, deeply, like, I was really upset. Ian, Ian and I were both really upset, because this is also one of Ian's favorite bands, too. It sounded like one of those things where it's it's not the fun, oh, hey, there's party stories or something. It sounded like that deep, bad depression. <laughs> Everything I was reading was, like, they're on cocaine, heroin, LSD, <gasps> like, crack... Like everything, all the drugs, all the time, including I had read that at least two people, including his wife and his best friends, died of overdoses in his house in Temple, Arizona. That 
I mean, Tempe. Tempe. Oh, sorry, Tempe, Arizona. Um, but yeah, it said that they were always just so messed up. Actually, I just remembered something I'm really pissed off about. I have seen Meat Puppets live. It's just my memory is kind of fucked up still from 2020. But I saw them opening for fucking Dean Ween. Oh, yeah. I love Ween. Dean Ween, I'm not. I left. I couldn't deal with it. Oh, man. But no, now that I now that I remember seeing them live, he played Plateau and... They were, they, it rocked. It was so awesome. It was so amazing. It was an incredible show. It was so much more, you know, we're arguing like, are they country? Are they punk? They were straight ass like punk. They were like thrashy punk when I saw them live and it was awesome. It, it worked. However, you can tell that they have had their skill level deteriorate because of their, um, you know, because of their disease, which is unfortunate. When they played a plateau, he mixed up like a verse and he did two of the same verses in a row. And he also like couldn't play the guitar for some of it. And it was kind of a bummer, but they made it work and it still was like a really amazing show. Awesome. I just like straight up can't believe I forgot that I went to see them live. I like have spent years thinking I hadn't seen them because <laughs> I had a horrible year with the rest of America. Yeah. No. The and world. the world, really, but yeah, no, I've seen them live, and they were, oh, they were, yeah, they were, Good. that was a, that was a cool show, and they played a lot of two, they played a lot of hits from two, they played Up on the Sun, they played some stuff from Mirage, it was a good show, except for Dean Wayne, no offense to Dean Wayne fans out there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're listening to, what is this, Mindless Idiot mm-hmm. right now? Yeah. This is cool. Yeah. It's like a, yeah. it's like a bounty birds mm-hmm. i don't even know what you call this Cow we just listened to lake of fire i that song's only uh less than two minutes long yeah that's it's so a wild short album in yeah. general yeah, this, this comes in under 30 minutes yeah i just i remember the first time i listened to this album i mean i i told you guys i accidentally found it like i was at my friend's house like mm-hmm. you know partying and I saw that the person before them had left all these CDs, including this and Mr. Bunghole. And so I grabbed Mr. Bunghole. I grabbed this. And then Are you saying Mr. Bunghole? That's, That's what I heard. Are you saying Mr. Bunghole? Isn't that how you're supposed to actually say it? I think it's Bunghole. I've never heard that before. It's I've never heard I have bunghole. heard so many people say Bunghole. I know it's like Bunghole. Have you? Yes. I've never heard of that. All right. Not fine. once. Mike, my life. Mike Patton's band before Faith No More. Um... Listen, I've heard people call it bunghole. I've never heard that in my life. No, no. Th- 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 this is interesting. Joke... Is this the Mandela effect? Have you heard this? No, I've never heard this. They either. were yeah, implying that the joke is it's bunghole, not bungle. No, that can't be true. Mike Patton, get at us. Tell us the <laughs> truth. <laughs> yeah. Tell my, us. Mike Patton, if you're listening to this right now, <laughs> please call me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying bunghole? to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> Kyle, I remember that time that we saw Mr. Bunghole in 1999. I'm the biggest Mr. Bunghole fan. You know what? I am easily trusting. I don't think I would listen to a band called Mr. Bunghole. You know what? I'm easily trusting, so it's possible someone just like told me that knowing I believe it. It could be. It sounds like something a Mike Patton fan would do, actually.
song. And I listened to all 30 minutes of it in once. I never did this in college. I just sat down and like listened to music. And I listened to all 30 minutes and I was like, what? And I like ripped that sucker. And it didn't, it took me a couple years before I got more of their albums. And there was this record store in Muncie I used to go to and I saw Mirage there and I was like, I love too. Is this any good? And the guy's like, what do you, why do you not own that already? If you love too? you went to ball state. I didn't No, Ian did. Uh, I unfortunately spent a lot of time at ball state. You mm. took I 69 to ball you. <laughs> sure did wow. take 69 to ball you all the time. Um, <laughs> Mr. Bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> very sweet yeah it's like real romantic when that happens right <laughs> what do you think of this album though oh are we doing it i think so hey, Unless Kyle, kyle's got a yeah you got anything uh you got anything i don't know I'm, i just i just wanted to say i really enjoyed sinking my teeth into this record it's checked a lot of boxes for me uh i'm mad at little 15 year old baby kyle but you know what i was just a little baby dude you need so. to forgive I have 15 to. year old baby Kyle, 15 year old baby Kyle gave a present to future Kyle. So I'm unwrapping it this past week. I love it. Thanks little bro. <laughs> <laughs> At one point that was the most developed Kyle and you need to give him a break. If he was the most developed Kyle at that point. Yeah. He's doing the best he could do. Yeah, he was. And meat puppets wasn't the best for him at the time. But if you like this album, you should check out Mirage and Up on the Sun, Kyle. If this checks all those boxes, it might check. Those might check more for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, I was kind of torn a little bit, actually, at first. I just didn't know where <laughs> Rob's face is. I think I think hearing Solange though, I, I think your enthusiasm has convinced me to go positive though. Yes. I was kind of in the middle, and right. I was like, I don't know. It's just that. You're right, though. It without the th- what, what would I call thrash songs, the sort of like get it all spaz songs or something. You're right. The other songs do have more impact because of those songs, because of how they're related in the album. So thinking that way, it yeah, it's making me think think more about that. Yeah. So I, I yeah okay, but at first I was I was definitely just kind of in the middle, being like. I don't know if I, you know, do I just like this because it Nirvana, you know, kind of led me to the to like Lake of Fire and some of those songs. I mean, very clever songs and very interesting and and fun, quirky songs. But at the same time, yeah, I think they're I think it has enough going that I'm I'm into the positive. I'm not overwhelmed. I think I'm not I didn't listen to this and was like, what have I been doing all my life? I kind of just. I'm I'm easing into it and hmm. thinking, yeah, this is pretty cool. It's all right. Yeah, I was a, uh, I wasn't overwhelmed. I was very excited by what was uh, entering my my ear holes. Uh, this is a, uh, yeah, I, I, I like the. Uh, I remember hearing their version of Lake of Fire. I did hear that, and I was like, this doesn't. This this isn't as good as the Nirvana thing. I don't think I like this band. And like you know, put them on the shelf and mm-hmm. yeah, get like 
again, like I said, it was the first time I listened to the entire record, like, and, and that song since 96, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It fucking blew my hair back. Like that all, all of the, like this is like akin to like Minutemen. Yeah. Like it, yeah. It, it, it fits in that box of like cool. I mean, I, yeah. SST who fucking knew I should, I, I should have been digging through that in the whole catalog this entire time. That's, right. that's a real, my bad. Uh, but like it, it fits so well with other things that I am into that like having this like as well is a, uh, is really cool. I love it. And I would recommend it to anybody. Positive. Cool. Uh, I think I know. Yeah. According to Spotify, I listen to the <laughs> puppets so much that they were my band of the decade, uh, which not surprised. Um, yeah, obviously this is positive for me, but this is like, again, this is like one of my absolute favorite bands. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Next time we'll be talking about culture club color by numbers. Mm-hmm.